Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 392. Charles and Linz are with me. They had some books that they reviewed. We did. Did that almost rhyme? Did that sound like it rhymed? Is it rhyme, it rhymed in my head? I just Which actually rhyme. You did? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm Wait, secretly Eminem. No. m don't rhyme. They're just the same. Tony didn't review any books because he forgets what kind of podcast we do here. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn's also didn't have any news because she forgets what kind of podcast we do here. Yeah, a comic book review podcast. Charles is awesome. News. <laughs> oh, I'm so great. Oh, I'm so great. <laughs> we talked about some Superman, some Batman, and some X-Men. Yep. There isn't yep, a yep. common between... Oh, yeah, right. You talked about super, uh, Batman, too. Yes. <laughs> More than I did, but like, my... I don't know. Mine was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I went through an experience mm-hmm. that I had never experienced before, which is... I was a virgin. Sex. I was a virgin <laughs> to the Batman who laughs. I mean, that kind of is what you just said, right? Yeah. Sex, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we also got a little bit into The Watchmen because our minds are blown. Such an amazing first episode. Can't mm-hmm. wait till mm-hmm. number two hits, and we can talk about that next week. Yes, we're going to just talk about it every single week until it's over now. Yeah, do our <laughs> separate podcast yes. of Watchmen. Yes. No, we won't really do that. We said that we were going to do that for <laughs> Game of Thrones before, but we didn't really do that watching either. the Watchmen. <laughs> but uh, you can hear our takes on that and much more in this week's episode of Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 392, Who Custodians the Custodian? <laughs> <laughs> So as most people are celebrating Halloween this week and next weekend, since it falls in the middle of the week, there were some Halloween parties this past weekend. And on Friday, I I made a really last minute costume, which was a blast. And I decided to take a quick nap before going out, then going to my buddy's house to pre-drink. So I set the alarm from 6.30, 7.30. I wake up jump out of bed i'm like oh shit i'm late for work oh wait it's saturday morning and i went back to bed then i woke up two hours later i go oh shit it's friday night and there's a halloween party and then i jumped out and went so really fucked myself out of yeah Yeah. some fun times i wish you would just call pre-drinking drinking somewhere else that is true You're not really pre. I mean, you don't have to pre drink anymore because you you can drink where you're going. Like pre drinking was for teenagers who drink before they went somewhere where they couldn't drink. (laughs) Pre drinking is so you can save money. Well, but it's just really you're just drinking somewhere else, right? Oh, I mean, but (laughs) I I meant like you you have a six pack at home, right? Ready for when you this pre drinking, so when you go out, which you Uber to your location, right? Safely. Responsibly, yeah. Uh, you get there and you've already had a couple of beers and you're right. just there to hang out and not spend a bunch of money on, right? You know, which is something we all did, especially or, when we couldn't drink out in public because we were you, underage. You go to get the one thing that you can't get somewhere else, just like some foo foo drink or something. You know, definitely uh, get me a drink with the, one of those little brothers and yeah. uh, do it. What was do it? it? What was that bar that used to be downtown that was like under? You'd have to go down the stairs under Yeah, the I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't. And they had, like, yeah, we can't, it was called we can't the talk about the, Harry, We can't talk about the yum. <laughs> it, the drink they had was called the Harry mm. Buffalo, and it was, like, the most gigantic Oh, no, you're fucking... absolutely going to have something else. Uh, that was Rags to Riches. Yeah. Oh. Rags. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the only reason to go to Rags was to go drink one of those and get super drunk on one drink and then go everywhere probably, yeah, else. just edit that little part out. <laughs> 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 we were like, no, 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 we don't talk about that place. <laughs> well, I mean, it's closed, so I'm not supposed yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> what are you guys the talking club. about? Nothing. We weren't actually. We were talking about what you were talking about. Wayne doesn't know about the cool secret club that shut down that we don't talk about anymore. It never existed in the That's first place. Okay, I've never been the coolest kid on the block, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, you know what was cool this week though Kevin was Smith. seeing Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes, I went in fully. Not until you told me last week what it was going to be, because I thought it was going to be them doing their podcast mm. and coming around, because mm-hmm. they, you know, they always do that once a year, yeah. and it seems like they do enjoy Grand Rapids, and so yes. this is going to be a favorite spot for them to stop. Yay! So I was pleasantly surprised to see the movie, as well as 
I then realized why it wasn't in theaters after it was in theaters because they had a a premiere at certain uh, theaters and then they stopped showing it. Yeah. And now when they do this tour, it's slowly going to roll yep. out in the cities. They're doing intermittent releasing. And 100%, I have to say, that is up there with one of my favorite all-time comedy movies yeah. now. It, it was not total, a remake. No, it's it was total a reboot. fan service. 100%. Like, there are so many cameos. Yeah. So many callbacks to other movies and not just their movies, but nerdum in general. Yeah. If you don't like Kevin Smith or his movies, you would not enjoy this movie. Because it is 100% just Kevin Smith trying to suck his own dick. But hey, though, there were some <laughs> scenes in there that I, I genuinely kind of choked up. You I had people for a second, and then you talked about the S and the D, and the people were like, I'm I mean, out. If you listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, you know that when he was a teenager, he actually did get his own dick in his mouth at one point in time. So it makes, it's perfect. There's no fucking way, unless yeah. you have some ribs removed. Or it's a long penis. <laughs> I mean, did anybody ever think about that? No, I would say 100%. You sound defensive. Uh, not, not, no. I got my own fight club. What's up? It, it was so good, though. Everyone should definitely check it out yeah. when they can. Uh, I like what it. I especially loved was afterwards when did a Q&A and... There were some really good questions asked and some great stories yeah. in which they explained some of the things. Biggest thing with kind of spoiler alert, but it's not really. They wanted Stan Lee to be in the movie, but of course he passed before they were filming this. But when in the talks of it, because Stan has been good friends with Kevin for numerous years, mm -hmm. and finding out at the end credit scene, there was a scene that they. It was just more left them spoofing from a couple years ago that he wanted to somehow include Stan and put him right. in. And just when he said, that was not Stan Lee you saw there, that was, St or that was Stan Lieberman. Yeah. You know, Stan Lee is the persona that's always on point, and that was Stan Lieberman cracking himself up over yeah. stupid weed joke or something, and that really was touching. And then the best thing was we got a sequel to Chase and Amy. Oh my God, I know, that was my favorite part. And I had heard rumors of him say that he's, you know, written an eight-page script mm -hmm. to see that in there and then how that came about as well. That scene really... Because that's one of my top three movies. Yeah, Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. And Did so... You, you have personal experience with that storyline? Fuck yeah. Yeah? I mean, not yeah. parts of it. Did you also kiss Jason Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my best uh, mate, yes, over a girl. But yeah, so just go see it. And if it's if they're coming to your town, and if you don't already have tickets, try to get tickets. Yeah, because good. it was definitely worth the experience. Me and my friends were just cracking up, laughing, and I love me some Kevin Smith, but everybody knows that. I mean, that's not a secret. That's not a thing I keep hidden. Well, you were saying too, though, that he uh, responded to something that. Oh Josh... yeah! So at the beginning, at the beginning of every time Kevin Smith comes to town, I tweet him because I'm at heart just a Big shameless fangirl. fangirl. Um, and Josh responded to my tweet, my boyfriend Josh, uh, talking about the the sandwich place we have in town, Two Beards. Mm -hmm. Plug, plug for Two Beards. Two Beards um, gr .com. They have a. They have a sandwich called the Silent Bob. So Josh tweeted at Kevin Smith that he should go check out Two Beards because they have vegan sandwiches and Kevin Smith is vegan. Um, but they also had a sandwich named after him. And he mentioned it at the beginning of the of the show. And Josh was like, I did that. <laughs> I was like, that was him. you sure did, baby. <laughs> and what's great. Uh, Crowning achievement of your lifetime. My own personal plug is also <laughs> I made the website. So I did that. <laughs> it is a very nice website. I just I, I could listen to Kevin Smith's stories all day. That's yeah. what, like listen to his podcast sometimes when he gets into things. Also, him talking about what they're going to do for um, Clerks Three mm. also seems meta in a different way than yeah. this one was. And I like that he was on the Freebird Hot Wings show the next morning. Their local, <clears throat> um, nationally syndicated uh, morning show that here in town they record and yeah. just listening to Kevin say, you know, like. Grand Rapids really is, like, such a diamond in the rough. Like, oh, my gosh. I want to hear him talk at other fucking uh, cities. And I want to hear him say, like, well, you know, Cincinnati really is a diamond <laughs> in the rough. Like, every fucking place. Yeah. Everybody's like, wow! 
Yeah. He said the name of our city. Yeah. No, it's also about the Kirk's three thing. You know the rules of three in the sequ- or the trilogies, right? Something from the past is revealed mm. to be uh, like a twist, right? Mm-hmm. We're so gonna, we're gonna find this, we're gonna find out some crazy shit. So the plot for the Clerks three is supposed to be that Randall and I'm very excited because the reason why they never were gonna do Clerks three is because Jeff Anderson was like I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I didn't make any money off Clerks two. Everybody else made money off Clerks two. I didn't make any money off Clerks two. I'm not gonna keep doing it. Which Apparently means he's gonna get more money. Yeah. Yeah, they must have finally agreed or figured out a way for him to People get People are just whiny about shit. More cash. Whatever happened to doing it for the art? Like, right. And that's and the fans, kind of funny because you know? the whole plot of this next movie is supposed to be Randall realizing that he's, like, he has a heart Nobody. attack. Oh. He has a heart attack. <laughs> oh, so it's about Kevin. It, and yeah. and he realizes he hadn't done anything with his life and all he's done is bitch about things. So he decides he's going to make a movie. And him and Dante make Clerks. Clerks. Basically. So then they go through casting people to be them, mm-hmm. which that's where I think is going to be kind of meta of who they think should play them that are yeah. playing them already within right. the movie. So yeah. less cameos than this uh, movie, which there were so many yeah. uh, of the reboots, but it's going to be interesting more take on the filmmaking process too and right. probably how shit goes awry. I think that's kind of a, and I'm not ripping or like trying to like insult the idea at all. But like I think it's like a cheaper way to do things because you don't have to. You can use the same cameras that you're using, that you're not using for this for this scene, right. as if they're actually shooting, and you don't have to like go out and purchase new equipment because it's already right there. Right. And then you don't have to worry about like some cords, you know, and then the sound guy, you know, you don't sure. have to worry about that sure. anymore. But also uh, when it comes to recasting yourself, you know, the you to be in the thing, well, they can create a news chance out of Bob, a younger one. And then they can branch that off if they want right. to. Which, go ahead and use that idea. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll take my name in the credits. Otherwise, I'm going to sue your bitch ass. <laughs> what? Oh, he'll throw your name in the credit. I've been in a Clerks movie credit, so. What? Buy my yeah. next tape, please. <laughs> and when they did Clerks 2, back when there was MySpace, he did like a whole crowd sourcing thing. And you could have your name put in the credits for Clerks 2. That's cool. Yeah. I almost, did that. I almost did that with Lord of the Rings. It's my actual name, but... Oh. What's your MySpace name? I think it was just, like, Lin's S, which, oh. I mean, everyone fucking knows me as Lin's anyway, so might as well be my real name. This is new to me. I will say... <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I really had to actually Google during the movie was that... Um, so, one of the plot points of the reboot is Jay finds out he has a daughter, and the daughter is 18 well, years old. Jeez. Well, it's in the previews. And the daughter is played by Kevin Smith's daughter. So there was a Harley. lot of scenes yeah. where just Kevin making, you know, Silent Bob making some faces of like, because it's his daughter, but playing Jay's daughter. And mm-hmm. one of the things was that I found out, it's 2001 that Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Yeah. I can't believe it's been 18 years. Yeah. Like, so the timeline works perfectly as well. Yeah. It's but... like almost like he did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he decided to wait 18 years no, to then make it. But, like, this... he made his daughter 18 years old in the movie. Yeah. She's in her 20s in her mm-hmm. life. But, yeah, because so... that. So, fun fact about my life uh, Connor, Chain Silent Bob came out before Connor was born, but that movie is directly related to the birth of my child. <laughs> Does he know that? He does know that because his dad and I used to have a framed copy of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in our house, and he oh. knew why oh. why oh, okay. it was there. Okay. So. I was thinking there was like a mask involved. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was gonna get really crazy. But no, you know the what? actual maybe movie like, itself. Maybe you're just like she's making part. Of, she's part of Clit. <laughs> <laughs> Clit does not exist. I am the Clit Commander. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm picturing some things right now. I'm, I'm, I gotta, I gotta shut it off. Get out of there. Okay, let's talk about something else. Get out of there. It's not true, so get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. (laughs) Oh, so yes, uh, go check that out. Uh, Let's get into some book reviews. Yeah, Tony, what do you got? Oh, man. I had so much. I just can't can't pick one. What book do you have to review for our comic book review podcast? (laughs) I have, like I said, it sometimes. 
You just run out of time mm. to review. Mm. So we'll let Charles go first. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, that's the coffee from this morning. It's so good. Cold iced coffee. Mm. Uh, I am going to review uh, Batman Superman. I'm not really sure how this works, but it's number three of this. So the, I didn't. I haven't read the first two, but like this oh, is the third, good. and this is really good because. I mean, first off, it's amazing artwork. It's fucking, I'm blown away by how good and cool this looks. I don't know if this is a throwback to certain things that have motivated me in the past to, like, want to read comics. The reason why, just the details and stuff, and some of the looks on people's faces, like this one right here, we realizes that Gordon is turned. Okay, so mm. the scenario is that uh, the Batman who laughs is a new character to me. Like, I've heard you guys talk about it, but I've never read one. And finally, I'm reading one, and I'm, I'm not... This comes directly out of the I'm pages totally of the, the six or was it seven issue series that they made of it after the whole Dark Metals from a year and a half ago. So there was a series that came out this spring, and then, yeah, Batman Superman number one was coming off from that, and that's where we are now. <clears throat> it starts off, uh, Superman is working with the Batman who left. He just broke him out of um, this prison that he was being held in right and he's he's tunneling through in to get to the uh, hall of justice and bat it shows batman there's a little dialogue uh, a narrative right batman's monitoring this turns out that the superman it was a plan to be in infected or you know get the toxin of the the laugh stuff or whatever mm -hmm. it is do you know about this what yeah. is what it is and but but the toxin doesn't completely take him over because of his kryptonian uh Super dna or whatever human, yeah right? And so at first it's the Batman who laughs. It looks like he thinks he's in control. And there's a dialogue also, or a, a narrative um, inside uh, Clark's head about how he's uh, undercover basically. And mm -hmm. Batman's monitoring this whole thing just from this, whatever. And it shows uh, the, uh, the, the Batman who laughs. He starts to like do his <laughs> villain thing. All they're trying to do is get his story, get him to do that. The, uh, Monologuing, yeah. <laughs> Get him monologuing. <laughs> this is all it's about. So he starts monologuing, but he also he says, "I'm going to destroy the Earth, and I'm going to destroy everything in it, including um, uh, John and uh, what's his Connor? No, no, John, John Connor. <laughs> Whoa, John, Jonathan Kent. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. John and Martha, Kent. right? Oh, okay. And that's when Batman or uh, Superman's scary. Sorry, he 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 breaks. He just starts attacking the the Batman who laughs, which blues cover, you know. Turns out the whole time, the Batman who laughs knew. <laughs> he's a super genius. And he's just, because he's Batman still. Right. He's just, you know, he's puppeteering the whole mm -hmm. thing. This is the thing that, like, at the end of the miniseries, they locked him up, yeah, underneath uh, the Justice League Hall of Justice. Yeah. So that's where he's been yes. kept held prison. But it's only been a couple months. This is where sometimes within writing, I'm glad they're doing this story, but sometimes in my mind I go, that's a little convenient to just have him be caught and then he's escaped again right. kind of like how the Joker always escapes Arkham like do you not think to put 24 hour surveillance within surveillance on top of surveillance but mm -hmm. this but this breaking out is the plan so that we they can figure out um, what his plan is their plan is to figure out his plan but he but, already knows that that's their plan so uh -huh. he... and also this whole scenario is just a hologram what yeah that, that's it. That's what they did. All this, all they did for real, though, was infect Superman with the toxin. So it was actually kind of, um, you know... Make an antibody, maybe? Or? No, no, no. To, to convince the okay. Batman who laughs that he's in control, right? So um, you can see Batman, our Batman. He's um he's watching the whole thing. And as soon as Clark fucking turns and starts, he grabs a hold of the <clears throat> Batman who laughs, right? You can see this empty seat. <laughs> like, Batman's already, he was already on the way. He saw it coming. And um, he like stabs him with the uh, anti, you know, anti toxin stuff, and it takes a while to kick in or whatever. So he uh, contains both Superman and uh, the Batman who laughs. This is all very confusing. My head kept on saying the Batman who laughs, <laughs> um, and then he re reveals that Batman who laughs knew, knew the plan the whole time. But he also keep wants to keep Clark uh, in the Hall of Justice because he's still sort of recovering. So the so our Batman goes and to pursue Gordon. Turns out he's driving this thing really fast for some reason. I don't know why. I don't assume to know or assume all I get to know. But he gets there. He's got this look on his face. He realizes that Gordon is turned. 
He's got the toxin mm. in him. He's got the crazy eyes and the smile. <clears throat> they crash the car, and then um, Gordon's talking about how he's like, I'm happier this way. <laughs> of course you are. He's like laughing all the time. Um, then out comes this thing. You guys know what this thing is? It's he referred a, to it as a Ricky. Bat bot, yeah. And I think it's this like thing the looks sweet. Cop. And again, the um, the artwork here, Chappie. I'm blown away. I love all of this. It actually looks a lot boom, like Boom, right? There's three yeah. O's. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just boom. Uh, Superman <laughs> comes in to save Batman from getting shot by this thing, right? This uh, Batman-shaped, Batman-themed, mm-hmm. rocket-launching, you know, creature, uh, robot, right? Uh, they beat it all up. They knock out Gordon. They and then they start taking him to the uh, um, Fortress of Solitude, which is supposed to be a hidden location. Right. But they also get the 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 pieces of that robot Batman thing, and they take it with. And they're talking about how that seems like a terrible. Decision. Finally, they're going to tell the <laughs> Justice League what's going on. Mm. They're just we're going to do yeah. that now. But then all of the pieces of the uh, wreckage. Um, sort of start to take over one of the robots at the Fortress of Solitude and then it turns out that the Blue Beetle is was in the wreckage basically hmm. and he's the um, and he's he's already he's been infected right so he's and he's pissed he's like you know you guys always thought of me as a kid well I'm not a kid and I'm here to prove it because I my true form is a villain interesting pretty interesting um, he takes over the Fortress of Solitude he uh, takes over puts them in you know, chains kind of, right? Mm-hmm. And then takes over the, uh, the the system, even in the Batman, Bat, Batcave. I think that's Alfred, right? Yeah, that's definitely Alfred. Is that? Yeah, that so it shows died? all these different places he's taken over. It, they said he died, and then they pretty much made it known it might be a, like, model decoy or something. So How dare really... they fucking tear apart my heart like that and then just be like, never mind, it's not real. So they're hinting at that he's alive, but yeah. I think it's still left He's a life the... model decoy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so always there. Yeah. And I just want to point out how clever this is, where they use the, the different um, the different panels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, to show he is in, he's infecting out outward and taking over all these different areas, and they're showing the different areas he's taking over. Looks kind of something out of, like, a Carnage or Venom book. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I can see why so you like this. He's in prison, the rest of them, and, but the, the Batman who lasts is still also in prison, but he's doing the narrative now. And it's the same narrative uh, style that, that Bruce started off with in the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mirror image of. Yeah. I mean, Pretty he's, cool. He is Bruce. Turns out that Lex, he's talking about Lex, how uh, Lex Luthor is doing something, and forgive me for, in the beginning of the thing, it talks about who is the secret six. Then it tells you nothing about the Secret Six. Then it says in the very thing, last thing is the Secret Six revealed in the next comic. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, but it shows um, just like the bat signal in the air. I'm thinking that's a Lex Luthor thing. Oh yeah, that's the Legion of Doom symbol. Okay, okay, all right. So I guess it is really revealed. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So in the sky is this green Legion of Doom logo, and it, you know it looks, it looks nice, cool. It looks cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm going to read some more about this one because I'm pulled in by this one. Yeah. I'm not sure the rest could have done it. This one did it for me, for sure. Well, one of the things to it, and I state it ad nauseum, of how I don't always like Superman books because of how he's goody two shoes and everything. This is a little bit more dark. I like these type of stories, especially whenever he's teamed up with Batman. He's edgy. On this but side. I'm also going to start reading a little bit more Superman when he reveals himself because I'm really curious to see Lex's reaction to it all. Mm. If because he's known before, but then mind wipes or then re you know reborn and then you know forgets that it's you know Clark Kent. Right. So as they say, some good guys will become bad, or some bad guys might become good. I'm wondering if Lex is going to be one of them or how that dynamic changes. He's kind well, of the whole... always tread between the like Lex has been a flip flopper forever. He's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad, he's neutral, he's good, he's bad, he's chaotic neutral, he's chaotic good, he's lawful evil. It's like, he's gone through all the D&D like, alignments in all of the comic books. So. Well, so if, if two heroes, two positive, it's like math. It's always is math, right? If a positive and a negative are fighting it out, uh, it becomes a what? A positive and a negative are fighting it yeah, out? Yeah, positive times a negative, right? Positive times a negative? It usually ends up being a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if a negative times a negative, it becomes a positive? Yeah. 
It's all math. It's all there. <laughs> just do the math, friends. <laughs> um, there was a tale. So you should totally read the Batman Who Laughs story because that was really good. And then maybe Dark Knight's Metal before that. That because that was also a very good story, which leads up whole all into the Batman Who Laughs. Because of this, creation. I want to know the full origin story. I want to read all about it. I'm yeah. in, and that's how they do it. They also, and I haven't seen this in a long time. They reference. They referenced something. They put one of those little asterisks in there and said, uh, if you want to know more, go back to Batman number 77. Mm. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. I do like, like good for you guys. It. Right. Still keeping it up. <laughs> <laughs> Making you buy more comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I also read a Batman tale this week. I read Curse of the White Knight. I actually caught up on it because I had only read number one and we're on number four now. So this is the follow-up to Batman White Knight. From Sean Gordon Murphy, who I Instagrammed this week telling him to, I basically was like, fuck you. Because he <laughs> he ripped my heart out and made me cry. I don't like crying when I read comic books, although I do it a lot because I'm a weepy bitch. Um, but he kills, spoilers, fucking spoilers. He kills off Gordon in this uh, comic book. And there's this just heart tearing out scene of Batman at the hospital. Like literal or figurative? Like, they figuratively tore my heart out. Okay. My heart is still in I thought you meant he guys. You just told us that he died. <laughs> he I did you get meant, a like, flaming sword Kalima. through heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's just this, this really touching, sad, like, you, first you see the look on his face, Batman's face. It's very, like... Wait, go up. Go up more. I want to see like the beginning of this. Why? That's, that's Barbara. Yeah, but why is he? And then. Well, how do you know? It was, well, I mean, that's how he knew it was Gordon, but. Yeah. So this is how we're supposed to know he's just dead. Yeah. Well, Barbara... why isn't there like a beep, like one of those little like um heart monitor things going because black? Because a flatline. Sean right. Murphy does not mess around with that stuff. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's because he's not telling us anything. He's hmm. saying he's saying that he's fucked up, but he's not. He's, he's oh, really no, dead. Oh he's dead. Yeah. Is it a tombstone? He's dead. What's in the tombstone? There's there wasn't a funeral yet. It just happened. Yeah, because he's coming back to life. He's gonna go straight <laughs> to that pit. Take him to the pit, Batman. So the the whole storyline of um, White Knight Lazarus was pit. that Joker, like Bat, Joker and Batman are fighting, and Batman gets pushed to the edge of his limit and shoves a bunch of pharmaceuticals down. Joker's throat. Like, they're in this... They're all placebos, don't worry. And put so many of them, like, it does something to the Joker's head and, like, brings him out of his psychosis, and he becomes, like, a normal dude. <laughs> whose name is Jack Napier. Oh, shit! <laughs> I did not read, write down the ingredients <laughs> of that recipe. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so, he starts, like... Basically, he's trying to take Batman down through like politics and stuff like that and Ooh, make Gotham clean Gotham cool. up and like he's really no nah, no this is all it, well it, it ends up becoming like it, it's temporary but yeah that effect doesn't last forever the power hungriness that drives the Joker is kind of still there in Jack Napier so he becomes power hungry and just all kinds of stuff and then there was this whole Harley character that was also insane two Harleys two Harleys in this book the original and the fangirl Harley. The fangirl Harley was fucking nuts. Um, but the original book ends with Jack sacrificing himself to save Gotham and Batman. And Batman. Yeah, and it just kind of ends there. And then you start up at the beginning of this book and he's not dead, he's just the Joker again. So I don't know what happened there because I feel like at the end of the first one we all just assumed he had died. Do you remember, Tony? What? Jesus. At the end of White Knight. Yeah. I don't remember them... It's been a while since I've read it, but I don't remember them, like, pulling him out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That is but one awesome idea for a story. It's really, really good. That um, sounds good. Sean Murphy is an amazing writer slash artist. I like everything that I've ever read that he's done. Um, so this... So Joker's back in this one. Jack Napier's gone, Joker's back. But underlying the story is this idea that the Waynes were like the original founders of Gotham sort of thing. Like they're the 
family who started Gotham. And there was this whole uh, thing with the Arkham family who also lived in Gotham at the time, like original Gotham. And then this other family that was... Um, had brought the last Wayne relative back to the Gotham Valley uh, to take over his inheritance. And the, the, the idea was like this guy and the Waynes would split Gotham. And so there's a lot of history be behind how the Waynes came to power and like how Gotham was created. And um, the the really interesting thing is this Arkham character that they created. His name, his nickname was Laffy. Laffy Arkham. And like... Ar <laughs> <laughs> I made you laugh. Ar well, Laffy Arkham. Yeah. Boom, works every time. His, and, and his Arkham Asylum sits where his mansion was. And at one point in time, when Joker had been locked up and he was digging his way out, he found the body of Laffy Arkham and it did something to him and he took his inspiration from this guy in the past and that's how he really became the Joker sort of thing. Interesting. It's a, yeah, it's when, a new... when when the Joker when the Jack Napier thing? Yeah. Does he know that Bruce went, or Bruce made Batman? Yes. Interesting. And this story is running alongside the Joker trying to bring down Gotham, but also not bring... Because Joker, I mean, you, you never really know what he's trying to do. He says he's trying to do one thing, and it turns out later he's trying to do something completely different, and it's just he's all over the place. Mm. Um, but uh, running, running throughout this story is Bruce trying to decide whether he wants to reveal himself to Gotham. That Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he's uh, everybody already knows. He's revealed himself. Well, so far in this book, he's revealed himself to like Gordon's little crew of police officers, Montoya and Bullock, and all them. Like they all found out he was Bruce Wayne. They didn't know. He revealed himself to the original Harley Quinn. She had no idea that he was Bruce Wayne. Like he just keeps slowly telling people that he's Batman. Oh, isn't that um? Isn't there an event coming or starting that you know Clark reveals himself? Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Superman is himself as Clark. Yeah. You guys, I'm in Polonia. <laughs> I'm really just a superhero all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the hero reveal is always a big get in a story, right? Because you don't know what the repercussions of it are going to be. And this lady who Joker has hired to, like, be the go-between between the Joker and all the rich people in Gotham... Um, came and visited Bruce and was like, you can't do this. If you do this, everyone you know who is involved with you will go to jail. You'll go to jail. People are going to sue you. Like, every, like nothing good is going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. You should not do this at all. Um, yeah, all the, all, all the reasons yes. are being forgotten. Why do they wear yep. uh, the, the costume yeah. that they hide their face? He thinks he's going to make things better by revealing himself. Really, it's going to be a lot worse. But what if what if somebody just comes up with the really the real scenario in which it does work? I would like be completing full exposure and, and maybe a little boring. But I, I mean, they did that with Tony Stark. Just imagine right? the kind of help he would get with from the police. Yeah, and, uh, he already gets help from the police. I know, but I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> the government. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the yeah. You know. So the whole I, the reason why the rich people are against him revealing himself is because in this world, the rich people have started this. Batman tragedy fund or insurance or something like that. So you can sign up for insurance, basically, that is like, well, if Batman oh, making money from ruins the roof of your house by riding over it with his Batmobile, <laughs> then you can get it reimbursed and fixed through this insurance. So they're making a shit ton of money off of Batman being Batman. Uh, so they don't want him to reveal himself. Do you want Batman insurance? <laughs> Bat insurance? bat insurance. Um, so it's just, it's, and then they've introduced Asriel in this, uh, storyline. Uh, the guy who is Asriel has cancer and Joker and his little cohorts have promised to cure him of his cancer if he helps take down the Batman. And they've convinced him that he's the descendant of this guy that the Waynes double-crossed 
in the original formation of Gotham. And so now it's become like this historical battle against the founding fathers <coughs> of Gotham and Azrael's on one side and Bruce is on the other. And it's just a really like, there's so many little stories going on in the book, but they're all just, they're so well put together. And the art in this, of course, is amazing. So I am enjoying this as much as I did the first one, which is impressive because the first one was really good. It was a really good book. You should definitely check it out. Sean, You're talking to me? Yeah. You're talking to them. Uh, everybody. You, everybody who hasn't read it yet. Because she's looking at Tony. me, so I don't think she's talking to you guys. Tony hasn't she's read talking this to me, one she's yet. looking right at me. I haven't read no more. No. Yeah. So. I'm going to check it out. Really good. Uh, Sean Murphy, my favorite book by him is called Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. If you can find that, you should definitely check that one out too, guys. Everybody. Mm. Charles, everybody. Tony, I don't think you read Punk Rock Jesus either. Also, nope. people that are dead, check it out. Super good. <laughs> can dead people read comics this next week um, I also, revealed next week <laughs> I also checked out the Marauders number one which is part of the Jonathan Hickman offshoots from House of X and Powers of Ten I love the the one caveat that they've made for Kitty Pride. she can't go through the portals yeah yeah like that's very interesting yeah and it's yet to be determined why. So she doesn't know if Krakoa is mad at her for some reason and won't let her through. There was, a, they in an article I read, there was a book that came out a couple years ago. I think it was when they were doing the hunt for Wolverine that one of the X-Men weren't actually mutants. They were humans with powers, which is a difference. There's a difference? Yeah. So, like, Spider-Man is a human who got powers. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Mutants are born with mm -hmm. inherent abilities. But isn't there some kind of uh, timeline out there that Spider-Man was born with the powers? That he was genetically... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Engineered probably, to yeah. have them? There's yeah. some Basically, he was activated already... by a spider. Activated? Yeah. Yeah, Just there's definitely... coincidentally. <laughs> um, so, the other thought is maybe Kitty's that... X-Men, who is actually a human and not a mutant, which would be interesting because her powers, I mean, she came on very young. I don't know. I feel like you would remember a event that caused you to be able to just walk through walls and stuff, but... Yeah, if you're, unless you're a baby. That's true. When it happened. That's true. And then your powers just don't manifest until you're a teenager. Hmm... You don't try, I guess, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it takes effort, and maybe. all of a sudden... Yeah, the, the, the hormonal thing. Yeah, that would make sense, kind yeah. of. Yeah. If something were to happen, and then the effects... True. That's true. Like, you haven't developed that part of your brain yet, yeah. but it was always going to be that, but it had nothing to do with genetics. It was just like... Something happened. You got struck by lightning or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that would be an interesting take, but this is... I mean, they're basically pirates, right? They're mutant pirates now, because she can't go through the portals, so she has this boat that she uses to go get mutants who can't... don't have access to portals, or mutants whose portals are being guarded by humans who are trying to kill them. She's also, like, bringing stuff back to Krakoa that they can't get through the portals, like booze <laughs> and food. In this comic, there was a wish list, or a shopping list from Wolverine, like, asking her to bring stuff back to the island with her. So it was, like, barbecue ribs from this certain restaurant and, like, Canadian whiskey, beer. Wait, she can't go through the portal. Right. But he can? Yes. But Get I, you damn self, bitch. I don't think that Krakoa lets you bring stuff like that through the portals. Oh. Okay. So they brought it by boat. Because Krakoa is supposed to give you everything that you need. Like, it... All, it grows all the food that you need and stuff like that, that but it doesn't have barbecue. Doesn't own oh, it. Doesn't make booze either. It doesn't make it's booze. Straight edge but mutant. It gives you everything <laughs> you need or want yeah. because need. Okay, well need. Mm. So to kill stress, he's gonna need it. So yeah. I, well, I yeah. argue that booze is a need. And for Wolverine, I think booze is definitely a need. Nobody wants to be around and not a drunk Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Can he even get drunk? What was the final synopsis on that whole idea? It's for like he, a second. Yeah, he yeah. Can, he can't like he has to drink a shit ton. Yeah, and then he buzzed and then it goes away real quick. Yeah, right. he's like, okay, as soon as he stops drinking, that's when it's done. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, glug, glug, glug. yeah, this is good. Glug, glug, glug. Ah, dang it, I ruined it. <laughs> Which is why he needs so. I was much. almost there. <laughs> um. Oh, and the other thing he asked for was hair pomade. He was like this the stuff with the dapper guy on the can. He's like, don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
he cares about how he looks. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was, it was it's a good story. All That's of these so far, and it's just the two that have come out: X Men number one and the Marauders. But so far, so good. We're getting a bunch more, and, and then yeah, Ex- even more. Excalibur next year. comes out next week, yeah. and that's going to have Apocalypse uh, yep. joining the group. And there's a couple things. One, I totally can understand why he's joined them. Like now, he's seeing that they can have mutants rise to the top, and so he needs to kind of play the long game of being part of that. Uh, but out of a a preview that I saw of the next issue, is he. He wants to be preferred to be called, and then the thing is in Crocaean, mm. so you can't really pronounce it, but using the cipher thing, you can see that it's a letter A, so it's probably still Apocalypse, but he wants to be called it from the Crocaea's uh, oh, language instead. language or whatever. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. It's like... Yeah. As soon as it was a Transformers turn, that's the sound. <laughs> so, I'm excited for all these books. I mean, there's, what, six? Seven? Six or seven that are coming out? I'm sure they're going to have more. Well, well they're doing Giant Size X-Men. They're bringing that back, which is going to be... I always <sighs> thought Giant Size X-Men was more of an annual series. Like, I remember that's... That's yeah. how they brought the new team in, and they seem to use the giant size X Men whenever they want to do something like super duper big. But this is going to be a series, but it focuses on either certain teams or certain individuals of the team. So they're like one shot stories in each one. And then, of course, the Wolverine one is coming out as well pretty soon. So um, get out your fucking wallets, guys, because if you want to read the X Men, it's going to get a little pricey. <laughs> I would imagine the giant size X Men's are going to be not your uh, normal four ninety nine price either, since yeah. they're giant sized. <sighs> this is when I start falling off the X Men, right? They always do this. What well, gets so good, and then you're like, they get hard. really good, and then they release ten books that you feel like you have to read or you can't keep up with the story, and then you're like, fuck it, I'm just I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm still going to care because I'm still on board right now. Yeah, but I do understand what you're saying. There probably will become a point where I just pick nine of the ten or something. (laughs) (laughs) And they're supposed to be coming out so frequently that I just don't, like, if they were, one was coming, like, three were coming out one month, and then four were coming out the next month, and then they were just kind of on, like, every other month sort of schedule, perfect. But these puppies are coming out, like, every two weeks. So, fuck fuck you, Marvel. (laughs) So something that's coming out every week is the Watchmen TV series. Yes. Now, granted, by the time this episode drops, uh, episode two has already happened. Yes. But I'm more, like, confused now after watching the first episode than I was going into this series. Yes. So much, like, okay, it's set to now times, 2019, Mm -hmm. where the other one was, what, the 80s? 85. Yep. Yep. And... There's a lot of time in between of stuff that has happened. Yeah, 34 years. Especially when it first opened up, because normally watching HBO series, they have some kind of like preview something of another show right before it. Mm-hmm. So when this opened up in uh, in Tulsa, in was it 1821 or 1921 or 21? Yeah, 1921. And I'm like, what is going on now? I've heard of the um, what they call it the. The Black uh, Stock, not Stock Exchange, the Black Wall Street, mm. as they called it, and that massacre that happened. Holy cow, though, now more people see this horrific thing, horrific thing that happened in America's past. How does that go into this Watchmen series? Right. The biggest thing, I like that they, they're not necessarily taking from the new Watchmen uh, Doomsday Clock. No. That's a whole separate going in the comic well, book vein, and it doesn't. It, this is a this is a follow up to the original Watchmen book. This doesn't even. It's not a follow up to the movie. This but is, you know, there's some people that are cast as Mime and. Uh, oh really? Uh, and what's the other um, uh, Marionette? Yeah. So there are some people. So they're going to show up at least from what I was seeing on the casting. I'm like, that's great because those two characters are amazing. Yeah. What's also amazing is all the hoods and all the masks. And as we were talking before, why superheroes wear masks is because then they're 
family, loved ones would be targeted. So you see this police force that are yeah. wearing masks, and I really liked the way they go, but it seems like the main characters had different masks than all the regular policemen. Yeah. And one of my friends goes, well, that's because they're detectives, and they're like plainclothes detectives are different than cops, and I go, okay, I can kind of see that. I'm really curious, panda dudes. Oh my god. <laughs> like, that just seems like a character in itself. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I'm curious about. Like, why were they trying to get watch batteries? What does that have to do with yeah. anything? And the symbolism of watches, because obviously Dr. Manhattan came from, his father was a watchmaker and everything. Right. Seeing uh, Dr. Manhattan still on Mars, just creating and destroying things, means the threat's always there. The newspaper that pretty much uh, was saying uh, Ozymandias is dead. Yeah. Except yep, he was in the show. Clearly not. Yeah. For anyone um, that does not know who the old man was, and seriously, just go watch the movie. Yeah. Seriously. If you can't read the book, watch that. I watched it with uh, two friends, one who had seen the movie a while ago, and the other one who didn't. She was so confused. I go, by the next Sunday, just watch it. It's on Amazon, because you'll understand a hell of a lot more, at right. least some things. But I'm like, even I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, the so Vite Vite, yeah, the guy who is Ozymandias, um, which means what quick in French or something, maybe or some of the words. <laughs> I don't just know, making French. up making up words now. Uh, he, um, so he's living in this giant house, one could call it a mansion, it's more like a country estate sort of thing. And he's got these two little servants who are very weird, like they're fucking when you roll up on this first scene with him his maid is massaging his thighs and he's completely <coughs> naked and she seems perfectly happy doing so and then they present him with a cake for his anniversary yeah i don't know what the anniversary no, is i mean either because this takes place in september and the anniversary of the squid thing that would have been in november so it's not that, but it gives them a horseshoe to cut it with. Yeah, and some sort of like, ah, ha, ha. Like, yeah. What? So I don't know that these are real people. I mean, he can genetically engineer shit, so I don't know if he made himself just a couple of henchmen who just That's do, what I think. And they're just... But he seems to have a, a whole other goal because head. his first goal was to get the world united yeah. against an outworldly threat. Right. Which, in the movie... They just made it Dr. Manhattan because they didn't go with the whole squid, uh, giant squid monster thing that they did in the book. Right. But talking about squids, yeah. it randomly rains it's little baby rain squids. Squids, yes. Did you notice in the, also in the, when they're in the classroom, there's an ad. Their thing squid. of like, yeah, yeah, dissecting squid. Like, that's to me the most curious of. How what is it the raining squids, right? Because this squid was genetically engineered. Uh, and the and you find out that this giant squid, this E D I M or whatever the fuck they acronym they gave it, dissolved into water after it was done doing what mm -hmm. it needed to do. And these little baby squids do it too. So is it the government who's trying to maintain the threat of this otherworldly thing? Is it still Ozzy Man? They have like cleanup crews yeah. that go through after the squid rain. Ugh, it's crazy. Um yeah, I don't, it's, ugh, I can't imagine the little, but apparently, so Ozymandias' goal not only was to, like, unite the people through this otherworldly threat, but was, like, to capitalize on it through the use of technology, but apparently after, because everyone associated technology with Dr. Manhattan and cancer, everyone kind of went through this whole Luddite phase right where they were anti-technology the yeah, internet really cell phones. and all that stuff is only used by people who are in power so that kind of ruined his plans because he was expecting to be able to capitalize off this technology boom and like really use the stock market to like increase his fundage and stuff like that and he became unable to know what was happening in the market and that's when he disappeared one of the big things that I had forgotten within the TV show, uh, or not in the movie, or fuck the book, movie, whatever, was the joke at the end of, in the comic book of like Robert Redford would run oh. for president because yeah. I knew that he was cast in this as a president, 
But I didn't know he was playing himself as Robert the president, Redford. as Robert Redford, yeah. because of the joke. Cause the like, actor? Yeah. <laughs> He's from president Back for 30 years. Yep. And, well, the biggest thing was because uh, they show the best uh, presidents of the U.S., which was Washington, Lincoln, I think it was, it was Nixon was one Nixon, of them. Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. And how you have to think, because in the comic books... The comedian stopped the Watergate scandal from happening, so Nixon never got impeached, and right. so that's this alternate timeline right. of America. Yeah. And he ended up being president for longer, and he couple there, terms. there was never a Cold War because he was in bed with the Russians, and like, I mean, they they talk about it at the beginning of the show how she was born in, um, uh, was it Vietnam that she was born yeah. in, and it, how it was a state. It was a United States state or whatever. So it's all definitely like still alternate yeah. reality. Um, it's so fucking good. It's, I mean, there's just so many things like, so the boy at the beginning is clearly the guy at the end in the wheelchair. Cause he's got the same nose. Wow, how did he get the person up there? Was there's, it him or does he just find him? There are more does he have powers? Um, who, a lot of symbolism, especially that, yeah. uh, the sheriff's badge with the, uh, blood splatter. Blood splat. Yep. Who is the Who is the baby girl that he saved? What, what happened to her? If he's still alive, did something come of her? Is that this chick's mom? Like, I, I mean, what are the batteries for? Seriously, uh, the police cut the police thing, which was the night owls chip, right? Oh Ar- yeah, Archimedes or Archie or whatever he called him. The police are using that now as their ship. What happened to that dude? How did they get his technology? Um, just all kinds of weird questions. But there is, uh, HBO has a website you can go to called Pedipedia, <laughs> which is supposed to be the last name of this uh, guy who's like a task force guy. And he has this whole Wikipedia that he set up. And there are documents on there that if you really want to do a deep dive into kind of what's going on in this universe, you can read through these. They're lengthy. I have not read through them. But you can read through these, and it helps kind of answer maybe some of the questions that you have after watching the first one, although I think it'll most likely leave you with more questions than answers. Pedipedia. One of the last times we'll probably speak of the numbers for this movie, but Joker has officially surpassed... All the other movies to be the highest rated R movie now of all time. Highest grossing rated R movie of all time at the box office. Yeah, that's because I want to run telling everybody, watch that <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> so it beat Deadpool, which, of course, Ryan Reynolds put a tweet out there congratulating them. Did he? That basically was like, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> love. And then he listed a bunch of people from the, from from the Joker? other highest rated R movies. Oh. It actually said, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then it said, love, Deadpool, Neo, Pennywise, Jesus, Hugh Jackman, The Wolfpack, Mr. Gray, and Ted. Because those are the movies, the other movies that have been the highest grossing rated Did R movies be... of all time. Well, some of the characters in it, because yeah. Matrix was Neo, not yeah. named, but Neo. So Deadpool, Matrix, It, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Always a weird one to be on that list. Uh, Logan, Hangover. That fucking one with Mr. Gray. What the hell is the name of that movie? Uh, Shades of Gray? Yes. Fifty Shades, Shades of, of Gray. Ass. Yeah. I'm proud to say I've never <laughs> seen Shades that movie. Fifty Shades of Spank Me. Uh. <laughs> and then Ted. Which, the Wolfpack, I mean, The Hangover, that was done by Todd Phillips, who did The Joker. So. Hmm. Good to know. We have a, an update from George R.R. R. Martin. We do. Yep. Oh. He well, says, well, mm, uh, so he's a, about this. <laughs> he's a big football fan, so of course nothing's going to be written during football season, yeah. but he was quoted as saying, because he's playing all <coughs> the time, he'll finish the Game of Thrones series before the Jets or the Giants win the Super Bowl. So is he just oh, not ever then, planning on them winning the Super Bowl? Are those two think, really bad teams? Yeah. I don't know football. They're not the greatest. Okay, so like, no, the record said, is right now, but it's definitely... anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may could never have said happen. the Lions, and I would have totally gotten that joke. I'm okay with it never happening. <laughs> and I still want to repeat the quote that we've used before from him: that the show it, it doesn't change anything at all. 
You can't please everyone, so you've got to please yourself. I think George R. R. Martin probably does a lot of pleasing of himself. <laughs> anyway, I don't have any news, so you're going to have to, like... All right, well, Marvel uh, <laughs> is bringing back Marvel Zombies and Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Last that we saw them was back in Secret Wars when the Marvel Zombies universe kind of was hodgepodge with the Secret Wars mm-hmm. Earth that they had. Now, this is kind of what they've been saying is like a retelling of it, or it's a reboot of it, which to me pisses me off because you don't need to do it that. It's so perfect. But they, they well, in the first uh, series, it was amazing. And then it just exponentially got even like more crazier when they ate Galactus and then got the power cosmic. So you have these superheroes that were pretty much killing the entire universe in that, in mm-hmm. that realm. So this is going to be starting off with pretty much Galactus being dead. And it seems like, uh, the Illuminati are back together to go oh. research it. And that's where this outbreak is going to start. Now, I love when, when people think, you know, is this going to take place in the 616 universe? No. no. Marvel's like, Zombies universe. Yeah, you can't really have... They did have a crossover where they're kind of breaking in through the nexus of all realities uh, down in the Everglades. But, like, that one kind of went uh, nowhere as a, a giant outbreak. Because when you have these super-powered beings that are zombies, yeah, good luck. Yeah. And we kind of see what's been going on with the deceased uh, in the DC comics with them. Which, after the last one, having one of the Flashes become power or zombified, and now mm-hmm. Clark becoming a zombie, that world's fucked. Yeah. But I'm happy it's to fun. read another, you know, series that, just like Deceased, can do a what if. I've always loved what ifs, and this is one that I'm definitely looking forward to. I really loved the covers. For the original Marvel Zombies run because they were all classic Marvel covers, <sighs> zombified. They were just the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, I don't know that we need more Marvel Zombies. So, do you remember when people were still pissed off at the last Star Wars movie and people were like, "I'm not gonna go see the the last yeah. movie," and this they were just hangry. Just... Well, ticket sales prove that to be wrong. Yeah, I got my ticket. Oh, I got tickets too. I, I, what? You can buy tickets. <laughs> I didn't know you could buy tickets. Yeah, my tickets. I'm terribly busy. When would I buy this ticket? <laughs> so I can't wait till that comes out. Yeah. Um. The final trailer dropped Monday, right before tickets went on sale. And it's not any more revealing, I don't think. Oh fuck, man! Though I cry every time I watch those goddamn previews. Cause again, I'm a weepy bitch. So, but oh, I'm so excited. Fuck everybody who was like, that last movie sucked. Like, you know what? It's a movie. Just move on with your life. Yeah. Your life wasn't ruined by it. I did not feel extreme hate towards Rose. Like, I just didn't care about her that towards much. Towards Rose? Yeah. It wasn't her fault. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't their fault. No. There's only a specific amount of people to blame here for bad storyline and just piss poor efforts yeah that's it yeah the rest of it everybody gave their 100 you know? percent. i think so and i'm very excited for <coughs> this the, movie. the actor who played rose act, yeah i say actor i meant you know both yeah so it's pc to say that right right yeah <laughs> she did a great job yeah so did you read all the x-men grand design books no you read i read quite a few of them so, because they keep coming out with new ones, and I never know when they're out, and then all of a sudden I'm three behind. Well, and I think they are I think it's packed to the fucking. I think brim. they had four, or six of them. Yeah. I think uh, that series is done, especially now that we have a whole new X Men universe. Well, Fantastic Four is getting a grand design as well. Oh, it's yep. going to be a trilogy that's going to go over some of their you know bigger storylines condensed down for new readers. Mm-hmm. This one, although I know. Almost all Fantastic Four's uh, history and everything. I'm going to tell everyone else who doesn't love Fantastic Four as me, much as me, pick this up because it's going to be. They are at the forefront of 
so many superheroes, so many villains, so much of the Marvel Universe, more so even than X-Men, mm-hmm. that this is, again, going to be kind of like the history of Marvel uh, Universe that's been coming out has given some glimpses into different things. This is going to be more, obviously, set in the Fantastic Four realm, and I'm very looking forward is to that. Is Ed Pesker still doing <coughs> still doing it? Uh, this one is going to be Tom Scioli, mm. I believe, is who's okay. doing this. The things I, the thing I really liked about the X Men Grand Design is it wasn't somebody rewriting X Men stories. It was literally somebody doing like a condensed version of the X Men history, very true to storyline, picking out the things that were important that you needed to know. <laughs> But also adding little things that you don't realize are important until you read it in a condensed version. And you're like, oh, that totally is actually super important to the history of um, the X-Men. So if you haven't read the X-Men or Fantastic Four and you want to get into newer stuff but feel like you don't know enough about their history, these sort of books are really good for like getting a very quick catch up on what has happened throughout the entire Marvel history of these characters. I'm always behind these sort of things. All right, and uh, that's all for news. Was the book this week is going to be King Thor number two, uh, paired with uh, Sunlight from Sun King Brewery down in Indianapolis. So this is a cream ale, and it's really tasty. And this story is pretty much the swan song of Jason Aaron and Isad mm-hmm. Ribic's. Uh, Story. Are they finally getting off Thor? Is I don't, I don't know where Aaron? they're going to next. But does this have to do with the three Thors? The um, you know, young Thor, kinda, the middle well, Thor, and then the old man Thor? It did a bit. Like, in the original run, they had that... Uh, yeah, all three of them come together when they're fighting the God Butcher. They also reunited King Thor being the adult future Thor. Basically, Odin. No, yeah, there's uh, Thor now. Fault, you know. Right. But in the War of the Realms, they all reunited to help within that uh, book. And at the end of War of the Realms, Thor is now king. Odin has left uh, the universe, and he is now the king of Asgard. So going from the Thor books to this future, we don't know. But this future is very bleak, and pretty much the universe is dying. And there's only a couple key players there. Thor has his three granddaughters. And again, I don't want to spoil it, but a surprise return uh, at the end of uh, book number one the other month. Holy shit. It's incredible. And I just don't want to spoil that. Good. I will probably... It's a four-part miniseries-ish that will wrap up. Four-part. That's not bad. Mm -mm. So when four hits, I'll probably speak about it all. But right now, if you're a fan of Jason Aaron's run... You're probably already reading this. If not, pick that up because really this is for that. You would be lost into what the fuck's going on. But if you read that, you'd be like, holy shit, this is still going on. Yeah. Oh, Jason Aaron. He's been on Thor for a while now. Yep. So this is the um, the King Thor? Yeah. Okay. Because he still has now, he still has his arm ripped off and he has the... Um, Oh, fuck, what's the armor? The um Yeah, I see it. Okay. No, I'm forgetting his, his... armor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said the name of the movie. I can be punny too. Destroyer armor. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Uh as his arm. Yeah. I think we covered that when I said armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so punny. Don't be mad because I thought of it first. You mad, bro? Why are you mad? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just Thor. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a Mike Tyson joke. <laughs> oh, with that, uh, look forward to more trick-or-treating this week when October 31st hits. Yes. Show us your costumes. If a, Post a, them on our Facebook page. Yeah. Or tweet at us, at Drunk on Comics. 
I think we have an Instagram too that's defunct. Yeah, we haven't used that in no. ages. Yeah, nobody wants to see us. Well, we just took pictures <laughs> of beer then. Yeah, but that's true. I feel All like right. that's something we could still do. Probably. Yeah. All right. Till next time, folks. Same bat time, same bat channel. Is he saying sat? We're gonna get sat sued. channel. <laughs> <laughs>